step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. The Leach Report Radio Network presents Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. To interact with the show, call us at 859-280-2287. That's 859-280-CATS. Welcome back. Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. We are here live at Clark's Main Street Market downtown just across the street from Rupp Arena, I am Anthony White, along with Larry Vaught and Jack Pilgrim joining us via phone. We have had a two-thirds of the show is finishing in the books, and we still have an hour left. And the phone lines are open. We do have a caller on hold. If you would like to join him on this show, you can reach us at 859-280-2287. And we will go to the phone lines. And we have Dick from Dayton. How is it going this morning, Dick from Dayton? Good morning, guys. How are you? We are doing pretty good. Well, I am. I don't know about the other two. <laughs> doing oh, great, okay. Dick. I, I, I was hey, good to talk. I just wanted to tell you, the second half of the seasons, I'm about, uh, they've got good players. It'll be in the race to see. I don't think they're going to win a lot of games. But I was telling your phone screener, I'm waiting for Kentucky, Kentucky uh, football, and Kentucky basketball, and the Bengals. I think the Bengals will be a contender this year, you guys. What do you think? Yeah, they better be. <laughs> they better be, right? Right. If you go to the Super right, Bowl, right. I think you are. This is not college. You're not reloading every year. So once you make it to the Super Bowl, you are expected to contend. Yeah, yeah. And I think your basketball team's going to be, you heard it from Dick from Dayton, I think you're going to be about 28-2 and two this year, buddy. Well, we'll take oh, that. Okay. Yeah. Do you have your ticket to uh, the Bahamas? Uh, we're only a couple weeks away, so what, about three weeks away? Do you have oh, your Bahamas? ticket to Bahamas? Yeah. No, I, I think the best place for me to go, <laughs> uh, uh, Larry and uh, Anthony and guys, I think the best place for me to go, I've been uh, playing – jam sessions and music and uh, i meet a lot of people from kentucky and i'm just jamming away you know i go to this one place and uh i play four days a week and people recognize me it's i gotta come up there and play for you guys sometime would you like that absolutely we'd love it absolutely we're going i've I've already worked it out with jack my next uh time when he needs a co-host you will be the man you will get the call you will be in oh really yeah. Well, you know, I hope you guys come down here to, you know, uh, it's a Beaver Creek area. If you're ever around, uh, I'll, I'll meet you like at Bob Evans, and I'll take you guys to some of the places we jam, and there's a lot of people. You know, they sent me a, a mandolin. 
you know, when I retired from Lowe's and I get calls, guys, they want me to come back and work there because, you know, customers knew me. You know, a lot of people shop there and, you know, it's uh, part of my life, guys. You're going to need some commission. And I'm in Liberty Heights quite a bit. My cousins moved from Beaver Creek, Beaver Creek to Centerville. Now they live in Liberty Heights. So I have been oh, in that yeah, area that's, quite Oh, yeah, that's my old alma mater. In fact, oh. I'm doing some work over there at the Washington Rec Center. I'm going to take some classes and, and play in a lot of music. But uh, this one place in Germantown is called Nashville Pickers. They uh, A lot of the people come from Kentucky and hear me up there. In fact, my past manager about 10 years ago was from Lexington, and he was a big fan of you guys, WLAP 630. Well, we appreciate that. We will work something out. We will get in contact you, and we'll work something out to try to – to try to connect with you and get the maybe see. maybe when we get you into the UK Athletics Hall of Fame, Dick can come down and play then. We'll, we'll have Van <laughs> hey, I want you to say hello to somebody I love up there. Your other caller, John Short. Okay. Hey, okay, hey, John Short. We are still rocking and rolling. We're still in business. Drop in. We love to hear from a great American. Oh, okay, okay. I always I appreciate you guys. I'll keep you informed. Okay. All, All right, right. I you. appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. All right. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, speaking of Hall of Fame, which I think my window of opportunity has passed, you don't go back 25 years. Well, hey, you know what? You belong in there. Once you, after that five or seven window of span. Now we're going to educate but, young Jack and get him on this bandwagon, too. Well, you can put whoever you want on the bandwagon. That bandwagon has left the station. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean – Jack, here's something I can't figure out. I was just I was just looking because in a couple of weeks, Craig East, Tim Couch, and Anthony White are all hopefully going to be together in Danville at a football game. So I was looking back through some of their stats and got to noticing that in their their career statistics do not include bowl games, something that wasn't included until 2002 by the NCAA. So anybody after 2002, not only do they get an extra game, they play 12 game schedules. But they also get their bowl games included. Anthony White, Tim Couch, Craig East don't have that. But I went back and looked. If you include Anthony's uh, bowl games, he's the second all-time leading receiver at Kentucky and I think would be eighth on the all-time rushing list, Anthony, 11th. What do we figure out there? Like 10th or something. 10th on the all-time. How can those numbers not put you in the Hall of Fame? And why would you not just go back now and add those stats in for those guys? I don't understand it. Well, we were not going that route when we started this discussion. We were going to talk about Abby Steiner. Abby Steiner, okay. Well, I'm where still, I was going I'm with this. I'm still a little PO'd about that, but I realize that now. This <laughs> I kind of appreciate doesn't, doesn't it. Me. And I can tell your buddy Van Hiles is too, so we're going to get Jack on the band and get him to figure this out for us. Well, the, Yeah, that, hold on. I mean, look. The bandwagon is full, Jack. It's full. We talk about Abby Steiner constantly. She gets all the accolades. She's Yeah, she's the greatest in the world. We, we get it. We, we totally get it. How in the world is Anthony? I, I see. Look, I always tease you about the leather helmets and being old and all that, you know, all that good stuff. But look, but look, the numbers do not lie. I, if you need a new young pup to jump on this bandwagon and to officially start the hype train, talk to the okay. people that need to be talked to. The numbers don't lie, Larry. It is time to get Anthony White in the UK Hall of Fame. Let's do it. Let's make this thing happen. I'm with you, Jack. Get the get the ball rolling. Van Hiles will jump on board with us. I know. As 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 much as I appreciate Tim that, will jump on board. As much as I would appreciate, it. guys. Do you listen? Listen and listen good. Do you understand? If that that beautiful girl in high school that you want to date, 
And if you have to convince your buddies, your best friend, her best friend, for her to date you, does she really want to date you? If she said, all right, I'll date Larry, is that is that worth it to you? <laughs> yeah, it would have been to me. <laughs> I'd have taken it a heartbeat. <laughs> but back to Abby Steiner. Okay. Which, and this is in all, all honesty, and it's truthful, I can put it, uh, her 200 run, which the way she handled the interview was probably better than her running. Like she was, she 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 didn't find excuses. She hit all the topics head on. Uh, she never ran an eighth, and it, and that's why it was so. Uh, when you talk about uh, Sydney McLaughlin, that her running in front of the pack is hard for her to break records or push herself. But Abby spoke of being on the uh, eighth lane in the two hundred, which your goal is from three, three or four, which is one of the best spots, is you to catch the first person. You just start reeling people in. She had nobody to, to reel, so all she's doing is listening to heat from the back coming up on her. And But she didn't make an excuse. She just said it was just odd for her not being in there. But I think you or Jack said earlier, she said she ran 55 races this year. 56, I think it is. 56. Well, it was 50, uh, okay. And if you remember, that's one of the things uh, when she was getting ready for the – world's championship and one of the things that i brought up to her because some friends of mine when they were at the center college track camp a bunch of olympians are there and that's what they talked about how hard it would be to her at the world championships going against people like sydney mclaughlin who said maybe runs every six weeks yeah, or yeah. something and before abby had done the 100 the 300 the 200 the 400 been on relays for all through the collegiate season hey you, you just got tired abby said no wouldn't be a problem well, I think it was because she qualified eighth in the 200. That's why she was yeah. in lane eight. She just barely got in. In fact, she actually only had the ninth best time but because she was second in her heat. Yeah, yeah. That got her in, and that put her out there. But fatigue, I think, did set in. That's why you say, like with Sydney, you see her just getting better and better. Yeah. That's what Abby, I think, will continue to do now. She just tapers and looks for different things. But she got her medal in the 4 by 100 I don't know if she'll be running in the four by 400 tonight. I didn't hear anybody say if she was or wasn't, but she can flat clock a time in that 400 too. So it would not surprise me to see if they had her and Sydney both in there tonight. She said she would. The one thing that concerns me, which you're speaking of, uh, uh, tec- technically her muscle fibers keep breaking down. They don't get a chance to repair. You just you, you have less of your, your your force from your muscles. So, and that's another part of the interview. She said that they well, are you done? And she was like, well, it depends if they want me to run. Not in a negative way, but if they want me to run in the relays, I'm I'm available. Or do you want to? Yeah, if they want me to run, yeah, I'll run. Yeah. But I know she re- really doesn't want to hurt the team if it, if because those others, like you said, everybody's preparing for it. They're tapering. Uh, they're not running as much as she is, although she's younger. Her body's not used to, and I don't know if anybody's body should get used to running 55, 56 races in a year, but uh, it's just something she's, she's done. So I, I, I wanted to just say about the 200 that I respected uh, and loved her response, which was classy as it gets. She, she's always great in interviews. I yeah. talked to her for the first time was when she was a sophomore, and she was really, really good, and she's just fantastic. I don't know that she's a person that loves doing them, but when she does, she is great because, you know, I've tried for two years to get her on here with us. And it hasn't <laughs> quite worked out. I don't know if it will now or not, but she, she's terrific and the kind of person you want out there as your spokesman. But uh, congratulations to her and, and 56 races in a calendar year or in, in seven months. That's just unbelievable. Yeah. And, Jack, did you get a chance to watch uh, 
I know I was fishing around on channels and I was keeping up with Van on Twitter, Van Hiles on Twitter talking about it, but I didn't get to see it myself. I watched it on replays after. But, uh, Jack, do you get a chance to see Abby's last couple runs? We don't know if it's the last of this year or not. Uh, I, I didn't get to see it live, but I saw the replays of it. I was in and out of the gym all week, so uh, couldn't even keep up with the TV schedule, but I saw the replay. Yeah, you know, it's just a uh, tired leg for somebody that, as you guys said, runs running 56 races throughout this year and all the different events that she does. I mean, it, it, it's almost amazing that she even got in this position in the first place and continued to dominate every uh, avenue that she had leading up to this point, even still to close out uh, against the rest of the world. Uh, she was coming in with tired legs and still able to finish fifth. I mean, it's just unbelievable career. What a way to go out. I, I know it's uh, uh, we just had a, you know, UK's track and field coach on a, a couple weeks ago who was optimistic about Abby coming back, but I think she's made it pretty clear that uh, she is turning pro. She signs her big deal with Puma. Uh, unbelievable career, just absolutely historic, nothing but praise and, and just well wishes for her moving forward. I uh, wish she could have gotten it done on, on at the World Championships, but, hey, you, you can do a whole lot worse, worse than fifth place after a, a run that she went on. Yeah, it was, it was like her time was, what, 22-2? Yeah. So it wasn't like she was just strolling <laughs> down through there, and then her t- and then her split in the in the 4 by 100 was 9.86. Wow. Fastest as anybody on the team. Well, faster than anybody ever to go through Twinsburg Chamberlain High School. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and on the male team, on the male side, I should say. But, yeah, uh, yeah. It's funny. I talked to Jordan Anthony a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and, I, and I asked him what he thought of her, and he said, "Oh, she's just amazing." I said, "Could could he beat her?" And he said, "Yeah, but only be by a step or two." Yeah. Uh-huh. He, said, he said, "But he said he could beat her, and he and, he, and his time would verify that." But it, it's just incredible to have her out there doing what she's doing. Going to miss seeing that, and now we'll see who Lonnie's going to bring in for the next. Superstar, they kind of like Craig Skinner in volleyball. They just keep bringing them in. Now yeah. Lonnie, we'll see who he develops next for his next superstar. Libero, you track, you football, you. We're gonna be all the you. That's what Kenneth Horsey said at media day. <laughs> if you notice, he gave a shout out to the rifle team, volleyball, yeah, yeah. basketball. He's he's throwing it out there. And Kenneth knew what he was doing. Mitch Barnhart gonna keep him on that private plane. Mitch Barnhart, we want to change our name to the U, just the U. We don't have to put any sport behind it, just the U. We're gonna, uh, we didn't get a chance to talk uh, media day, so when we come back from this break, okay. we're going to talk a little bit of media day before we get joined by uh, former U.K. defensive back and current Anthony Brown head coach Mo, Di- Mo Douglas. We will take this break, and we will come back. We are listening to Stockyards Bank, Sunday morning sports talk on News Radio 630 WLAP. 30 WLAP. Welcome back. Welcome back to Stockyards Bank, Sunday morning sports talk. This hour of Sunday morning sports talk has been brought to you by Country World Brewery. I am Anthony White, along with Larry Vault and Jack Pilgrim. We have talked track, we've talked basketball, we've talked Bahamas, we've talked Tennessee football. Uh, the one thing, well, we did talk U.K. football because we had U.K.'s offensive line coach on, but we haven't talked a whole lot of media day. And there, uh, I guess it's the basic, I don't know, Larry, in your years of Washington, the basic uh, 
up and down UK feelings. Nobody has a UK over the top. A lot of people has in the middle, and there's a few of them who still being awful disrespectful. But uh, so just common, regular, everyday uh, media day, with the exception of a whole lot of NIL talk. Uh, was there any big surprises? I know you spoke earlier of only having three players. Uh, that was by media, yeah, by the media yeah, ranked three right. players from UK on all all team out of three on three teams. Right. We only had First, three, second, and third team, yeah. offense and defense. So it means only three out of seventy-two. Time you count the specialty guys. And you feel? Yeah, maybe if you're going to be picked second in the East, maybe you deserve <laughs> a little bit. Either that, or you're saying Mark Stoops ought to be coach of the year. Yeah, yeah. And is that do they do coaches? Preseason coaches? Any preseason okay. coaches honors now? I'm trying to think defensively. Jack, is there anybody you could think defensively if we had a put on a war watch? And three three levels is a lot. That's <laughs> that's a lot, man. You got to look at everybody's. You know, it's probably full of Alabama and Georgia first teamers. Maybe you know some some just some really good athletes in certain places, LSU or something. But uh, Jack, is there anybody you can think of defensively that may be one through three? That we we didn't get one defensive player, man. No, not not off the top of my head. Um, yeah, I mean when when Alabama has nine nine uh, of the you know one through three, I guess it's hard to, to rack up you know those honors. But man, uh, you know I, I still think I, I like the position. I like having a chip on your shoulder, and and it's a mentality. I know. Uh, that, that's something Mark Stoops always thrives with, having you know, having a chip on their shoulder going into the season. Yeah, and I, and I prefer it that way. To, uh, it was either Dennis or you, uh, when Dennis was talking earlier, I wanted to ask him. I did cut him off the first time, and he sat me down, so I didn't really want to <laughs> challenge him again. Was that the, uh, do you feel – I kind of want to ask Coach Yenser, is it cool? Would, it, would you feel better if somebody ranked you – third in the SEC, which I guess essentially behind Georgia and Alabama, I mean the whole SEC, and you finished fifth, and well, well you know, they got a lot of hope in us and we didn't we didn't come through. Or is it a better feeling for somebody to have you ranked seventh and you finished third? I prefer to, I mean, if, I, if I've ranked third and I feel like we miss underachieved, which fourth in the SEC ain't bad. No, it ain't really no. ain't bad, but – if you were ranked third and finished fourth, it's kind of like, well, they had hope for you, but they had more hope than we did. I would rather be seventh and finish third or fourth. Or do you not have a feeling on that? I'm, I'm just glad they're not picked last. <laughs> I mean, for so many years, you know, Kentucky has either picked fifth or sixth in the SEC. In the division, always going to be Kentucky and Vandy. Last two teams, that's just the way it, it was. But I think Vince and Mark like the underdog role. I think they like being able to go in and – Say DeAndre, look DeAndre Square. They don't even think you're one of the eight best linebackers in the SEC after all you've done here. Can you believe that stuff? Yeah. <laughs> and, and and then and use that to motivate guys, and that's okay. But still, it just usually if a team is picked second in its division, yeah. it's going to have more than three players merit all SEC selection. And you are right. I know we got to get to a break. And you are right. I remember looking at the list of Jamal Lewis, Sean Alexander, Fred Taylor. Uh, you name back after back, and I'm like, man, I, I, of course I shouldn't be, but I'm going to go out there every Saturday and show you that you could be wrong, and you better second-guess that. We are going to head to break, and when we come back from break, we will have former U.K. defensive back and 
current head coach of Anthony Brown Springfield High School, Mo Douglas, on with us. You are listening to Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk on News Radio 630 WLAP. This is Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk, presented by the Leach Report Radio Network on 630 WLAP. Welcome back to Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. I am Anthony White, alongside me in studio with Larry Vault and Jack Pilgrim trekking his way back to the bluegrass from Peach Jams down in Georgia. Uh, we are pleased now to be joined by former U.K. defensive back, 11-year defensive back in the NFL. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But most currently, head coach of UK Commit, wide receiver, Anthony Brown. Coach Doug, Mo, however you like to be addressed, how are you doing, Mr. Douglas? It's Mo. Just call me Mo all as well. All as well. All right, well, glad you can join us this morning. Uh, let's start it off talking. Well, how how was life with you and uh, in, the, in the coaching world these past couple of years? Uh, it's been it's been an adjustment, <laughs> considering we had to battle through all this COVID and different things that have gone on the last couple years but for our program and for myself things have been going well we've been to the final we've been to the final four the last three years as a program last year making it to the final two losing to a very good St. Edwards team um, 23 to 13 but it was been a it's been a true blessing for us as a program since I am from the Cleveland area and I'm not sure uh, about back in your days in the 80s uh and St. Ignatius was a powerhouse when I was in school. I, they may have went my whole high school career and not lost a game. I think they were ranked in the top three in the nation. Uh, I see you guys had them on your on your schedule, and that's a little that's a little hop from Fairfield. Uh, yeah. How did you schedule them to prepare you for the playoffs, or is that just something you guys do? Well, you know what? First of all, we're coming from Springfield, but uh, we played them last year. We were both in need of a game, and um, I thought it would be – it would be a great move for our program to uh, to schedule a, a school that has been a, a perennial powerhouse in Ohio. And last year we ended up uh, winning a, a great game between the two teams. And now this year we'll repay them the visit by going up there and playing them on Saturday, August the 20th. That'd be a good game for you to go see, Anthony. Oh, Can't absolutely. <laughs> I noticed their schedule with St. Ignatius and St. Ed's. I know that's a, a rival. They got one of them. They didn't get the other one. So now they get you on the home turf. That will be interesting to see up there. And it will be. It will be exciting to go to Byers Field over there. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Anthony Brown. Uh, what are we – I mean, he's, his name is Anthony. He's from Ohio, so I already like him. But uh, what are we getting what, – what is UK going to be getting with uh, a guy like Anthony? They'll get an explosive player who has suddenness. Um, when 
whenever the ball touches his hand, he, he has the potential to take it, make it a home run each and every play, uh, be it through special teams or on a run out of the backfield or out in the slot or on the outside as an X or a Z receiver. He can play all all the, all the spots um, on the field. They're getting a heck of a kid as a person. He's a great human being, makes great decisions off the field, has a great supporting staff at home with his mother, and uh, just getting a tremendous kid. And uh, it's going to be a pleasure for us to watch from afar. Did I miss uh, – understand it? I miss what Larry Vaught told me yesterday when we were discussing you coming on with us, that I quote that uh, Mo said – that Anthony uh, Anthony Brown reminds you of a mix of Lynn Bowden and um, Rondell Robinson, Robinson. two of two of maybe the greatest receivers in uh, UK don't, history. Don't doubt me and Mo. Tell him Mo. Explain he, he's it in to there. Hey, he's a combination of those guys. I think at this stage of the game, he's probably going to be he's more polished than either one of them at the at the wide receiver position in particular because both of those guys played other spots more so in high school than he did. They're coming out of the backfield Lynn as a quarterback and, and Wondell as a running back slash kid. Anthony just he just has more fine tuning at this point in the game than what they did coming out of high school. And, and did I read Mo that uh, Anthony actually had a chance to either meet Wondell Robinson or, or talk to the UK coaches about Wondell Robinson? Is that one of the reasons he came to uh, Kentucky? Wondell he, he actually got a chance to, to meet with him. Um, uh, Wondell came back to see him, I believe, on either his, either his official visit or just one of the visits that he came down for, a junior day or something like that. But I know he had a chance to meet him uh, maybe once or twice now. He got a chance to uh, talk with Lynn over the phone. I don't think he got a chance to meet him in person yet. Uh, maybe if he did, it was maybe like his, when he was a freshman or sophomore or something like that when we came down for a camp his freshman year. But um, – he did get a chance to, to speak with him prior to uh, his commitment date and everything, and he loves both of those guys. They 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 told him all the things about the good things about the UK and their support that they have from the fan base and and just the things that he can expect uh, being an Ohio kid and in, in, in relation to where the location is of UK and playing in the, in the best conference in the nation, the SEC. Could, can you explain? Do you have any? Uh... Any reasoning? Uh, it looks like uh, Minnesota was was pretty hot for the beginning of football season up until the season. It seems like these last two months, uh, some kind somehow UK snuck under snuck under the radar, and he took a couple quite a couple visits, went to Ohio State and a couple other places. Do you know anything that that happened that that shows UK? I know you're a UK guy that you get in his ear and let him know, hey man, that's my home. That's where that's where you need to be. <laughs> No home cooking on this side. I just <laughs> want the best. I just want the best for Anthony and the t- just the type of player that he is, and in the system that UK is running now from last year with Coach Lamb, and now moving forward with the new OC. Um, it's an NFL-based scheme base that you're going to be playing in, and just the opportunity to be featured as a player. Um, I think late in the game, I think Oklahoma kind of had some. Uh, they got they had tweaked his interest a little bit because of how they had used Marquise Brown when he was there, but now that coach is out in California, you know, and the new guy, um, um, I can't remember who who Oklahoma ended up getting at the OC, but I, his name is on the tip of my tongue, maybe Browse or something like that. But I know they had intrigued me, but I think it was just the feel um, being able to play in the the SEC, 
but yet still be close to home where your family members couldn't have a, a tough time getting there. I know that he his brother played at Minnesota, and so that kind of may have played in it a little bit in his okay. commitment there initially. I know that weekend that they ended up getting him to commit, it was the first game. And you got to think about all that was going on. It was their first home game of the year. They're playing Ohio State. It's on a on a I think a Thursday night. It was a special night or something. It was either Thursday or Friday, but I know we didn't have to play that particular day. So he went up there. It might have been Thursday night. That's what it was. And they got him with the glitz and glam. But then after he got through watching the season, how it progressed, and things like that, he saw how they featured the wide receivers in their scheme, and he just felt for himself that it was in his best interest to probably find another place because he just. He just did, he couldn't see himself uh, messing with that offense the way that he had wanted to. Well, well he's had some then, incredible he, he's had some incredible numbers for you, Mo. And I think when you look at the fact over forty receptions, you think, well, that's good, but that maybe not spectacular. But then when you told me you had three receivers last year with over. 40 receptions at all the yeah. offense that you run. I mean, it, it's pretty incredible. And, again, just tell people a little bit about the level of competition that you play against, but also the level of talent just on your team that he practices against every day. Well, it's, it's so crazy. I mean, we have – people don't – I don't think they even take into the, the, the fact that Anthony hurt his shoulder the first game. He scored the opening touch. The, they, they scored a touchdown. Ignatius scored a touchdown. The next series we go out. Anthony scores one from about 65 on a post route. And then on the, the next time he touched the ball, he got tackled on the sideline and kind of suplexed his shoulder. And he didn't play from that game, the rest of that game, until maybe week five or week six. So he missed about four games for us in there. And if you take it to the fact that what he missed and what he ended up production-wise – I mean, there's no telling. He probably could have put up 70, maybe 65, 70 catches that year, last year. But in, in our practice with the rest of our receivers, we have three other receivers that have Division One offers. Then we have uh, – and they're all they're, – all those guys are coming back. And then we have a corn, two corners that have Division One offers. We have a, a, two safeties that I believe will be Division One football players. One will be a junior and the other one will be a senior. But the one that's a senior, he has – three or four offers right now. Um, and then we have a linebacker that's our middle linebacker who's really a safety. He has, he's committed to Eastern Michigan. So every day in practice, the competition, all we want to do is compete every day because every play, you're only one play away from being in there. So all my young guys that we have coming back, along with the guys that we already have that are starters, we have a tremendous competition level every day. And I'm, you know, being a DB at heart, even though I'm the head coach, I'm a DB. I'm a DB coach. We're going to compete. We're going to compete. We have Aaron Scott, who's top four player in Ohio in the 24 class. Got offers from UK. He's heading to Alabama today. He's got Ohio State, Notre Dame, all of Big Ten, basically. Um, so we have a great level of competition that those guys will go against every day in practice, which prepares them for, for, uh, for the next level. Because it's going to be like that when you go to when Anthony goes to UK and they go to their schools. Well, let's just be honest, though. Even if Anthony probably couldn't play a lick, 
you were going to go ahead and play because you're a John Legend fan, and you were going to play. You were going to play John Legend's nephew no matter no matter what, weren't you, Mo? Just just good for you. It turns out to be pretty good too. I was blasting the scene. Come on and go with me. <laughs> but no, Anthony. Anthony just. I mean, his work. When I'm, I'm going to keep it real. When he was. When they, I saw him in, in elementary school, like sixth grade, fifth grade, I could see then that he was special. And then when I saw him in the seventh grade and he would come and work out with his brother and the rest of our high school kids, and I saw his work ethic, man, he, it was just something about him. He He's so driven um, with his uncle being John. He wants to, to, to carve out his own niche with his brother being a Division One football player. want to get my own niche. He's actually further along than his older brother was at this stage as well. And his brother's a, a very good receiver at Minnesota, you know, and um, he'll be starting in the slot up there for those guys. So Anthony with his drive and this is the self-determination. He was a, he was a basketball player as a freshman. And I remember exactly the after basketball season was over, he ran track. And so after his sophomore year, he had a really good year, his sophomore year. I mean, he had, we played him at corner and in the nickel and all those different things. He had a really, really good season. He had maybe 45, somewhere, somewhere around there as far as catches. He made third team, I want to say third team All-State. And then basketball season comes after the season's over. And I said, Aunt, are you going to play basketball this year? He said, Coach, I'm a football player. I'm going to practice on I'm going to work on my craft. And so he just worked out and lifted. And his the difference in what – how his body transformed, it was amazing. And then everybody began to start realizing that this kid has something special in him. But I had seen it when he was in elementary school. Yeah, I was I was going to ask you, I was watching a, a video and I was asking Vault if I said, that, that quarterback kind of reminds me of the the uh, relationship I had with my high school quarterback. Uh, Anthony wouldn't break, he wouldn't even break his route and the quarterback launched it. Like the ball was already out of his hand and Anthony's just breaking on the deep post. And, and five yards distance between he and the DB. So it's kind of like they have some intrinsic uh, bond or something. Like they, they both know what's going on with each other. I was asking Larry, uh, Larry about that, and he didn't know if they played other sports or grew up on the same street or neighborhood. But the one thing I was thinking about, I wanted to ask you was, looking at the timing when Kentucky got into the picture, would Anthony have been coming here if Will hadn't came and showed out last year and showed that he could throw the ball 80 yards? Because uh, it uh, looks like Brown has some burners. Like, he gets behind the DBs quite often. So I didn't know if that was something that that turned when Liam Cohen came and brought uh, which uh, Will Levis, or or do you think he would have come before before Liam and, and Will got here? It is definitely – that made that was a major play in this thing. I think the fact that UK has always been great running the ball but adding Lamb last year and, and that other aspect of the, the passing game to it, I think that to the equation, I think that helps out, helped out a lot. You know, uh, Will will be gone when Anthony gets there, but yet and still, it's UK. They're, they're recruiting at another level now. You know, uh, having that pro-style offense just gives them that much more leverage and getting prospects, a quarterback, and that wide receiver to come in. And I just think it just uh, – it definitely helped out a whole lot with them doing that. I'm not not no slight against Coach um, um, Coach G before that, but I know that last year's success with that offense and changing the scheme. I think Ed, Ed did a good job when he was the OC 
but it was just it, and it was hard. I mean, when you lose your quarterback, you have to put a wide receiver at quarterback. You're going to do what you do best. You had a ground and pound, and they ground and pound people back then. But I think now with the influx of the new young kids that are coming in at quarterback position and having Brother Allen down there uh, waiting on his turn to get out there to show what he can do, I think those things help lend to Anthony's decision. And, and I, I appreciate that, Mo, and I agree with that about Eddie Grant. I said the same thing throughout the season. I'm with you. I think he did a remarkable job considering the, the – uh, the deal, the hand he was dealt, I thought he did a remarkable job at putting out a, a productive offense given the injuries and things that occurred. Uh, we appreciate you for taking some time with us this morning, man, and uh, keep doing big things with Anthony. And Once you guys go up to Cleveland, I might have to try to trek up there and check you out. Those, those are my stomping grounds, and maybe you can get those guys twice up St. Ignatius. Hey, we're sure enough going to try to. I know uh, our guys are excited about the opportunity to go up there. We'll actually be down your guys' way, not necessarily in Lexington, but we'll be down in, in Louisville Trinity. Uh, August 6th, we, we scrimmage those guys at 1 o'clock down there. And so we'll be in Kentucky. And You're not, that'll be our first first little road trip. We're going, to beat the best, you got to beat the best. And you got to at least take those guys on to find out where you are as a program. And we believe that we're a program now. We're not long, just we're no longer just Springfield football. You guys aren't turning away any challenges, boy. Those are yeah. some big dogs you're going after. I'll put that on my skis. Hey, I'm going to try to slip up to Louisville, yeah. Listen to me. If there's a if there's a, somebody out there that wants to play, we still need a game for August the 26th, week two. We can't come and travel many, many miles. There's a team that wants us to come like 18 miles, I mean 18 hours away. We can't come that far. But we can go three hours, two and a half, we can go to Nap Town. We can go to Detroit. We can go anywhere around here. But we're still looking for an opponent. So just know the Wildcats, they dropped the ball. Uh, <laughs> hey, Coach Mo, man, we appreciate you spending some time with us this morning, man. Uh, and as, as always, as you've been saying your whole life probably, go Wildcats. Go Wildcats. All right, thanks, guys, for having me on. Hey, have a blessed day. All right, thanks. Appreciate it, Mo. All right, we will be back. To close out this edition of Sunday Morning Sports Talk, you are listening to Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk on News Radio 630 WLAP. This is the home of the Wildcats, 630 WLAP. I'm moving to the country, I'm gonna eat me a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country, I'm gonna eat a lot of Welcome back to Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. I am Anthony White, along with Larry Vaught in studio and Jack Pilgrim on his way back from Peach Jams in Georgia and Bo Robinson on the ones and twos doing as he does every week, man, bringing joy to our ears. Uh, Yeah, well, that is the end of the show. We like to appreciate everybody for taking their Sunday morning, spending time with us. Coach Zach Yenzer, offensive line coach in UK. Brooks Downing of uh, of BD Sports. BDS Sports for joining us to talk about the Bahama trip. We also like to thank Coach Mo Douglas for Springfield High School football, head coach of Anthony Brown, new commit, wide receiver commit for the University of Kentucky, for Larry Vaught, for hauling Jack Pilgrim, for Anthony White and Bo Robinson back at the studio. This has been Stockyards Bank Sunday morning sports talk on News Radio 630 WLAP.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.